You are listening to Aldrin Sampia on SAFM. It is 18 minutes now before 4 o'clock. So yesterday, remember that we spoke to Russian Lil Ruthton, who is one of the spokespeople for um, the Water Crisis Committee in Verulam about their concerns. So today we hear from the Etegwin municipality about how they are planning to deal with these ongoing water challenges in Verulam. And we now speak to Ednik Msweli, who is the head of the Etegwin Water and Sanitation um, Unit. Ednik, good afternoon. Thank you so much for making time for us. Good afternoon, good afternoon to the listeners at home. Sure. Um, so yesterday there was this meeting that took place. I understand that Russian was also part of that meeting. What was the conclusion in terms of trying to ensure that water is restored to all areas? He did indicate, though, that in Verulam um, the water has been restored, but other people indicated that in, in some parts the water hasn't been restored. Yeah, I must start by just indicating that the problem we are dealing with is, is is big. So yes, in some there's some part of of the affected area that we've recovered, and there are others where we are still working. So that meeting was quite progressive yesterday. It was a meeting that was facilitated by the Human Rights Commission to bring us together to help mm-hmm. us to make us work together towards a you know achieving a, a common goal. So it was in that spirit. And, and it worked well that it was facilitated by the Human Rights Commission. We we had an action plan even before that that we had developed working with some of the repairs associations. So going forward, the basis is still to use that action plan, implement it, and then resolve the problems that need to be resolved. But I can indicate as well that the damage of the 13th of January was also huge and added to an already existing problem. So, but we, we're making good progress in terms of uh, repairing that infrastructure. And it's for that reason, as you are saying, that some areas have started uh, to get water. Yeah. So yesterday he said that um, it's it's when the community took to the streets um, and then eventually it was just a, a matter of a valve that needed to be opened and a button, as he puts it, as he puts it that needed to be pushed. Um, what was the problem there um, that led to the water then being restored only after the protest, if indeed it's true that all it needed was a push of a button and a water valve to be opened? You know, that was mentioned in the meeting, but yesterday we didn't we didn't discuss those things in detail because there was a lot of things that, that were mentioned that, that are problems. Uh, well, that's what the, he, he indicated they found on the ground, but what we agreed to yesterday was that we're going to have a, a war room meetings twice a week. So we're going to meet at 7 o'clock on Wednesdays and Fridays. And this is where we're going to unpack issues such as that one. Because there could be a reason in my mind when it was mentioned to me that this is what had happened. Then I, I thought, well, I need to unpack, go deep and say, in terms of saying, why was the valve closed? Were they not trying to build up storage, for example, in a reservoir? So that could have been deliberately closed to build up storage so that at a certain time they'll be open and people get water. But I am saying that without the benefit of, of more information on what he said, he said he found. But I think the solution is the meeting that we are going to have, because we're going to unpack things and work together with, with the with yeah. European Association. So, yeah. so what's the problem currently? Well, the problem is that there are still some areas that don't get water. Today our teams met with uh, Umgeni who to get water. Uh, because what also came up in yesterday's meeting was the current challenge that the communities perceive, where sometimes Umgeni Tugela Water have to shut 
uh, or reduce supply to us when their reservoir levels drop. So today what we then did is we went and just swapped the reservoirs around at Indian Water, and that's part of the test that we're doing, to say if you supply from a different reservoir, do you still need to do that shutting that, that, and, and that throttling that Indian Water we're doing? So that has been done today. So the switchover is done. So tomorrow we'll monitor that. But I, I do want to use the platform right now to to indicate part of the plan is is, is to then what I would call pressurizing the the pipeline. This, this is called the northern pipeline. So we mm-hmm. need that to have water so that you can then find if indeed there's a leak somewhere, then you'll be able to see the leak. So from about 8 o'clock tomorrow morning, we will be closing inlets to the reservoirs. So I, I, I do want the community to understand what we're saying. We're not closing outlets, so we're not saying they're going to run out of water. But water won't be going into the reservoirs because we want as much of the water to stay in the pipe so that we can see where the leak is. It's just a test we're going to do tomorrow. So we are appealing for, 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 for support there. And people must not go and store water because we are not shutting the outlets. It's just the inlets. Yeah. How long is it going, going to take to for all of these pipes to have fully restored high-pressurized water? If, if we shut the inlets tomorrow morning, which we're hoping to use the day for the exercise. So maybe by the evening we would have checked if there's any leak that we can see. And then they want mm. to, hopefully if we find this big leak that's training the system. So that's all we're trying to do. Then immediately, as soon as we find it, we'll, we'll reopen the index. Oh, oh so, know, so you can't find the, the leak? Yeah, there's a, there's a leak somewhere. We're suspecting there's a major leak somewhere or a major valve, a scour valve that we haven't found where we think we are losing water. So somewhere we're losing water. Well, there is enough water coming from Indonesia to get a water. Yeah. But it's, it's not reaching people. And ever since these last three weeks, we are trying to locate where that is. And this is part of the exercise we're planning to do tomorrow, to say, okay, let's stop sending send water to the reservoirs. Let all of it stay in the pipe. And then we have enough water in the pipe to, to locate the, the leak. So budget is not a problem? No, it's not. It's none of, of those issues. Okay. Um, it's a case on, of we're losing water somewhere. Okay. And then on, on, on the water tankers, how long do you think you'll be using the water tankers? How much is that costing you? It, it, it's quite costly. At the current rate, because we hire up around 105, 110 water tankers because of this crisis. So that costs about 11 million rand a month. To 11 hire. million a month. Yeah, to hire that number of water tankers. But as we recover areas, we, are, we, we would have higher. So, so really we are all hoping that we can resolve the problem as quickly as possible. Because once we resolve it, then we will hire all those water tankers. Yeah. 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 Do you and, think there's and, a possibility? On top, of that, the, on top of that, the city is buying 100 uh, new uh, water tankers. Yeah. Do, do you think there's a possibility of sabotage at all? It's, it will be hard to say that until we get to wh- wh- what the problem is. It depends when you get to it, what you, you see. So if we, we, we get to a scar valve and we think somebody did something, then maybe we might uh, that might be a, an, an issue, but not at this stage. Yeah. Not, not where we have found the actual problem. Okay. Thank you so much. That is Ednik Msweli, who is the head of the Etegwini Water and Sanitation Unit.